The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, Dr. Bill Dorfman here with another Meet the Mentor. Now, this Meet the Mentor is a little bit special. You know how I kept joking around when all my kids were saying, Dad, leap is lit, leap is lit. And I'm like, what do you mean leap is lit? I finally can tell you, I have a mentor who actually was lit. I have seen this woman on fire, for real on fire. Uh, LaFay Baker is a stunt woman, internationally known. She has done movies. She's done TV. She's done commercials. She's done MTV. She's done live action. She's done pretty much anything you can do as a stunt woman and has paved the way for a lot of other stunt women to follow. She was probably one of the first famous African-American stunt women. I've seen this woman on fire. I've seen her flying. I've seen her underwater. I've seen her everywhere. And in fact, we became very close when she had a near fatal accident years ago. And I was part of the team of doctors that put LaFay back together. And it was a long, long process. Um, She's also founder of the Diamond in the Raw, which is a foundation for stuntmen and stuntwomen. She created the Action Icon Stuntwoman Awards, which she does every year. And she's also the first African-American woman to create and fund a major motion picture for HBO special on the Dorothy Dandridge story. Um, And one of the things that little people know, and I just found out, is that LaFay is in the Guinness World Book of Record as a child, and that kind of brought her into this whole Hollywood thing. So tell me how that started, LaFay. Well, actually, um, I saw some young ladies with a hula hoop, and uh, I kind of like got the bug and kind of like trying to figure out what exactly they were doing, and they were doing some tricks. I learned the tricks, and one thing led to another, and I became the National Hoop con- Champion, and then I got the opportunity to be in the Guinness Book of World Records by twirling 58 hula hoops at one time. 58 hula hoops, yeah, and you were how old? 12. A 12. Very, very long time ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, how did that evolve into being a stunt, a daredevil stunt woman? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not daredevils now. We exercise <laughs> caution, so we kind of like practice. The yeah, but that motorcycle was not that no, cautious. That was a whole other story, but um. You kind of like get stumbled into the business. You know, my background is in gymnastics in high school and college, and um, I was pretty act- active, and I did a lot of sports. In fact, I was really a tomboy. But um, I kind of like met another young man when I was working as a probation officer, and he said, you look like you ought to be a stunt woman. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not trying to jump through anybody's building or anything. And one thing led to another. I started talking to different people. I started meeting people in the industry. And then eventually I met a young man who was training his sons, and they had a workout, and I started working out with them. And I already had my screen actor skill card, which, you know, it's very difficult to get now, but I already had mine. So I started working, and my first job was on the heat of the night, and I had the opportunity to travel to Atlanta, Georgia for a week, fly first class, you know, limousine service. All that was kind of new. I didn't understand it at the time. I'm kind of humble. I'm not the type of person I like to be really in front of the camera, but, you know, I got bit by the bug. I was like, maybe I could do this, maybe. So I said, I'll try something small first. And then I started seeing other people do certain things. I said, well, maybe I could do this too. My background is gymnastics. I can hit the ground. So it's about timing and opportunities. It's kind of like how I got to do So who trains you for these stunts? I mean, because you have to 
climb walls, jump through things. I mean, you got to do a lot of different things. Who actually trains you? Do they have people that do that or it's just kind of up to you to learn it? I think it's all about your athletic ability. And in, in this industry, we basically train with certain people. Like there are people who specialize in certain things and you kind of like learn from them. If you have a specialty, like if you are a really great martial artist and there's an actress that maybe five, seven, that no one that's doing stunts can double, that's a way for you to get into the industry. You know, but it's important that you learn the craft, study, hang out with the right people, learn the business. You know, the business is kind of shrewd. So it's important that you kind of like learn from other people. Like, do you have an agent who books you? We as individuals don't have agents. It's like a very small community and it's about word of mouth, you know, and you have to hustle in order for us to really get work. When I first got in the industry, we had to go on the set, just walk on at that time it was before 9-11. And we were able to just walk on the set when our friends are working, talk to stunt coordinator. My name is such and such, you know. Uh, my skill is this, and here's my picture, and here's my resume, and if something pops up, opens up, and that person will call you for work, and that's kind of like how you got into the business, pretty much, you know, reputation, and basically just meeting people who actually work, because we definitely don't have um, agents, and, you know, you probably... You know, that might be a good thing for you. You could be the first agent for stump people. That's something to think about. Never you know what? I mean, think about it. How much easier would that be? Because if everybody's kind of doing this on their own as a one-off, you know, if somebody's casting a movie and they need a guy who's this size that can do that and a woman who's that size that can do this, it would be great to have one place. That's a new business, LaFay. Sounds interesting. <laughs> right? Okay. What was the most challenging stunt that you ever had to do I, and i saw her on fire i mean literally in the fire suit and all that but what was this i would say the scariest stunt you ever had to do well to me my the most difficult stunt for me was a car commercial no one considers difficult but it was difficult to me because we were in different colorado so many altitudes um wet down doing numerous hairpin turns and there's a drop you know you couldn't make any errors and 60 miles an hour and you have to concentrate on following the camera car to me that was the most difficult job for me because wait really when you lost me at drop <laughs> like <laughs> like like you miss a little and yeah, you drop. go over a cliff yeah what? that was the most difficult job for me it was a chevy camaro commission so you know i'm taking camaro way back when but anyways that was difficult plus the altitude you know it was just really a bad experience you know but guess what i made the most amount of money on any commercial was that particular show well i'm glad you <laughs> didn't do the drop yes for sure. because that would have been a big project yeah it was what is the most challenging part of your profession um, the most challenging i think as you get older it's very difficult for you to really get work because you have so many young, cute girls that come in the business and, you know, they don't really know the business, but they'll kind of like take anything, you know, sometimes with risks. And because you're a little bit more seasoned, you don't really want to take those type of risks, you know, especially because it's unsafe. You know, speaking like this, the accident that I had, you know, now I'm very cautious about who I want to work with. If it's a coordinator that's a safe coordinator, I've heard some, you know, good things or bad things. I make a decision if I'm going to work with that individual because you don't want to get yourself into another situation. You know, in the beginning, it's like, I'm going to try this. I want to do a car hit. I want to do this. I want to do that. But after I had an accident, it was like, okay, I need to be very selective what I'm going to do because it was a long road to recovery and 
I always like to tell it, if you believe in anything and you get hurt, you have to kind of like reestablish yourself, do whatever you can to get back to where you were. That's if you love what you do. And I really love what I do. I always say they pay me to play. It's exciting. Get to travel. You can meet a lot of people. And I just love it. And it's, I mean, I, I'm older now, but I still love to hit the ground. You know, I can still hit the ground, whatever. You know, but it's just a fun career. I just love just working in the industry. Have you ever, like, been on a set and said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that? Like, well, I am not just, that's just not safe i'm not gonna do it well you have little rehearsals before before you actually get in front of the director and all that so you kind of like know or you test a lot of times you have the opportunity to practice beforehand so you have the option to say no before what you don't want to do is get on the set and say no at that time you want to let the director know ahead of time that you know this is unsafe you're not comfortable it's better to tell them you're uncomfortable than to go home and do something and you get hurt so how do they talk you in to lighting you on fire <laughs> because like there's things like you know you don't play with fire like honestly to me of all the things i've seen you do that scared the heck out of me i mean you literally were on fire for how long i can't remember how long but it was yeah. like 20 seconds but fire is that's one of the things i love is i mean there's so much techniques that go with that to prepare for that that i can't give you guys a secret because we don't want everybody on <laughs> go try it but yeah, don't try, try this at home I right? love fires I don't know just just certain ways that you have to you know prepare yourself and lay out and when something is time you get too hot there's certain things preparation that goes with the fire is there like a safety sign like like if you're like really burning inside yes. like you kind of what like pat yourself on no, the head you, or what, what happens you <laughs> that's smart to ask those areas because what happens you feel like you're getting too hot you lay down on the ground go lay down on the ground flat and then that's when the safety team comes in and puts you off this fire extinguisher so that's the trick you have to lay down well i can assure you they're never gonna have to have a safety team for me because i will never <laughs> let anybody light me on fire that's, so just, that's just not gonna happen but you know what now they have what they can just put in your skin they, they have new techniques out now some of the fire yeah they could do that on your skin not my skin it, it's really cool you should okay. not try it's not, it's not nah, I'm, I'm okay Okay, you don't need to light me on fire. Okay, so, you know, this is one of my favorite questions to ask when we do these Meet the Mentors. You know, if I'm a young person at home and I am completely and totally enamored with movies and stunts and this is something I really want to do, how do I start? First of all, you need to be athletically inclined. That's very important. I would suggest that you learn martial arts. You know, you have some type of body awareness, you know, for the business, even motorcycles. If you have a specialty, I think that is the best way to get in the business. If you're just like this awesome snowboarder or this awesome um, motorcyclist or whatever, I think this is really a great way for you to get in the business because sometimes height plays a major role. You know, if you look like an actor, that actor, or if you have a relationship with actors, sometimes people get into business because they have a relationship with But actors. they need all body types. I mean, they need people that are taller and shorter and thicker and thinner and all kinds of things, too. But, but the most important thing, you have to be able to execute the stunt and really know how to perform on camera and know the different angles for camera when you're actually doing something so that you can get the shot in one or two takes. Because, you know, it's only so many times we can do a stunt. Stunts are very expensive on the set if you're doing it over and over. So, yeah. Now, what if you, how do they do it if you really don't look that much like an actress? Well, I mean, do they superimpose her face on your face? Do they do like CGI to, you know, to change your face or, or always have your 
back to it? How do they do that? That's the, that's the catch. They shoot from behind. You They make a cut, and then you come back and get the actor's face. If you notice every stunt that we're doing, you see it from behind or from a distance with a wide camera shot, so you never really see, you know, because we can't look or face on. We may turn our head or we block in our face like that, so you can't see. So that's really is how they shoot it, and that's the best way, you know, for them to do the stunt and not... I mean, people don't recognize that it's not the actors. Okay. What would you say is like the most challenging part of being a stunt person? The most challenging thing about ends. Well, I think, I mean, how can you say it? I think there's not enough roles for minorities. And I think um, the more roles they have for actress that are minorities, the more roles they'll have for action for stunt women, you know, to actually get in there and do, you know, work a lot and make things happen. And I think, I, I think, I believe it's getting a little better. But when I first got into it, there weren't that many roles for African American stunt women. You were probably one of the first, you know, like well known African American stunt women. I think right? I was around the second generation, maybe about the fifth, um, and things were starting to kind of like pump up a little bit more for stunt women that of color. So, yeah. And how do you stay working in this industry? Because, I mean, even for actors, and I'm not just talking about, you know, stunt women, but I know it's it's a process to stay active and keep working throughout your life. It's not easy. How do you keep that going? It's about the hustle. Really? You have to constantly hustle. You have to constantly contact coordinators, let them know. Even with the Ashton Icon Awards, people assume that I'm working all the time because I have this award show, but I'm not working all the time. But because what happens is you're doing the award show in October. It's time to try to start all over again. So you're doing everything you can. So you kind of forget about it. You get, get out there, network and hustle. So it's really about hustling. Being out where the events are, like I said, it's a small community, so stunt people receive their work from the stunt coordinator. So wherever the stunt coordinator, people are going to go, no matter what. The stunt coordinator is here, you're going to go try to establish a relationship, because it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. They forget about you, so you have to continuously be in their faces, let them know that you're out there, especially once people know who you are. And how do you do that? It's got to go to all the events, send your pictures out, your resumes, call people. It's like... It's a study hustle. Like I said, there's no agents. It used to be a hush-hush in, in the business about having agents because they wanted to be like a small, small community. They didn't want everybody to know. And that's probably one of the reasons why there's no Oscar for mm-hmm. stunt people. You know, We have been trying for the longest to get an Oscar for stunt people. They have makeup, hair, grip, yeah, but they I don't have, have any for stunt people. Yeah. And it's just been a struggle and a challenge for us to, as a community to try to you know get an Oscar. I, I think they should have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in wrapping things up, what's next for LaFay? Well, my right now, my focus is on second being a stunt coordinator. You know, although I was the first African-American stunt coordinator introduced to Dandridge at that time, I was still trying to hit the ground. I wasn't really focused on being a coordinator. So my ultimate goal now is to meet the coordinators, the directors or the producers who, you know, hire people in the key positions. And I would like to be move forward as being a stunt coordinator for some of these shows that are out, especially women-oriented. It'd be really great, but I'm willing to take anything. Commercials are really good also for um, being a stunt coordinator, and that's where my focus is right now, trying to get out there and meet the right people. Like Ava DuVernay, you know, it would be great to, you know, meet her, you know, to know that I'm out there, because they don't know that women actually exist. 
they assume that women can't do the job that a man can do as a stunt coordinator. But I'm here to let everybody know women can do the same thing because we're going to hire the best riggers. We're going to bring in the best talent. We're going to do everything and break down the script and create a budget for, you know, the movie and make sure we stay under budget. So that's the answer. There you go. And if people want to follow you, what's the best way to follow you? www.diamondtheraw.com, www.actioniconawards.com. And on Instagram? Oh, the Instagram I got. <laughs> LaFay Baker. <laughs> All right. So just to remind everybody, uh, LaFay is another one of our fabulous Meet the Mentors. Leap will be July 23rd to the 29th at the beautiful UCLA campus. We are signing up students in record numbers this year. It's really phenomenal. Um, we got a commitment from Anthony Hopkins today to be there. That's one of we're my favorite actors. Mark Wahlberg will be there. Uh, we're going to have Julianne Huff and her husband, Paula Abdul, will be there. Um, and then a lot of great business leaders and entrepreneurs, and it's just going to be a great, great time. So for more information, go to www.leapfoundation.com. And with that, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.